but you know me by a different, much older name. A name perhaps you hoped you'd never hear again. I am Dave! Alright, I am Dave, it's true, as the intro said, and just to remind everybody, I did not put that intro together, because otherwise it would make me seem kind of narcissistic or something, but... So what you're saying is I'm narcissistic? About me, maybe, because it just says my name, not yours. Oh, yeah. But that's okay. Well, (laughs) we have not done a podcast for a long time. We've had a lot of stuff going on. It's the middle of summer here in 2016 right now. And we are finally able to get in front of a microphone again, finally, after all this time. And uh, we've got myself here, and we've got Chad, who you already heard from. Yep. And we have a guest today, Mr. J.R. J.R. Pittman, is it right? Right? That's right. That's right. All right. We got J.R. Yeah. J.R. is actually <laughs> has his own podcast as well. Is that right? Well, yeah, radio program. Radio yeah, program, radio which program. is a step up from a podcast, really, in yeah. my opinion. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, JR, I appreciate you being on the show today, but we always start our show with the same thing. It's a little segment I like to call Off the Cuff, which I just ask a couple questions that just pop into my brain, and we just kind of answer them, just kind of okay. lighthearted, because we often go very deep, very heavy topics. So I like to start it with a little more of a lighthearted um All right question like this am i answering them we all do we all oh, kind of answer do? okay yeah yeah it's kind of right, like all right. skate oh very good did you, did you ever uh, go uh, roller skating back in the day oh yes yeah oh yeah we used to go to a thursday night um roller skating christian roller skating and i remember they'd go all skate and it was fun well they did the same thing in secular skating and we went on Saturday, Saturday, Friday, and Saturday nights. Oh yeah, and um, that was good times. I mean, that's when you, it wasn't all skate; it was like girls only or couples only. And then they say, <laughs> but then everybody could skate, and it was all skate. Right, right. And they all didn't all those guys have like the same type of voice. The the guys they're almost like want to be DJs. <laughs> yeah, everybody wanted to be Wolfman Jack. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For you younger listeners, uh, you go go ahead and Google Wolfman Jack. That guy was something else. Oh yeah, big time. Crazy. Yeah, <laughs> big time in his day. All right. So, uh, first question here is this: Now, what movies this summer? Uh, what movie? I will say this: What movie this year have you seen and enjoyed the most? Well, I think right off the cuff. I know I haven't seen it off yet. Off the cuff. That's right. That's the name <laughs> of the segment. But I know um, I want to. I want to see Jason Bourne. And I know I'm going to like it. Oh, oh me so too. you're so you're already saying a movie you haven't seen I'm is going to be uh, your favorite. I'm giving a prophecy right now. It's a pro- <laughs> <laughs> That's right. He's looking at his crystal ball. The spirit of the Lord is on him. He is having a prophecy. Jason Bourne. So I've seen the trailer, and the thing yeah. I like about the trailer. Is he comes up and that guy he's gonna fight in that ring, you know, and they're surrounded oh, yeah, by the totally people. Knocks him out. Boom, left hand. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Because <laughs> Matt Damon's left handed. Yeah. I don't know if you knew that. No, Matt, I didn't. Matt and I were good friends. Not really. Uh Chad. <laughs> yes, sir. Questions to you. Movie. Best movie you've seen this year. This year. This year. Oh, Star Wars. Ooh. That was last year. That, but I was a late. No, that was this year. I thought that was in December of last year. It was in December of last year, but I saw it this year. Well, no, they do, I got it. They oh, got another one coming out in December, too. No, they do. He, he can claim that one. Rogue Squad. I'll claim it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, for me, I would have to say Captain America Civil War. 
was my favorite movie I've seen this year. I thought that That's was pretty good. Pretty my legit. son just ate That's their fruit good. snacks today. He ate the Avengers fruit <laughs> snacks. Well, how about that? All right. You really saw a dark side of Tony Stark. I mean, you really did. Oh, yeah. And even Cap, Captain yeah. America. The uh, There's some scenes in there where he got pretty, uh, pretty violent, pretty worked up. Really did. Yeah. That was really good. I thought so, too. They did a good job. But a lot of people who are sick of the superhero movies, I'm not one of those. I'm kind of a superhero. I'm a, I'm a bit of a nerd. Oh, never. I know, right? Never. I like you even more now, JR. <laughs> uh, and and I'm, I'm still waiting for the new Star Trek to come out. Oh, I mean, Star Trek uh, yeah. Uh, Beyond? Yeah. Yeah, that's coming out a week from today. I know. So, Paul, Which, so you know, listening. I know it's, it's Jason Bourne or Star, or Star Trek. Uh, I mean... I'm going nuts. Yeah, I know, right? There's some good movies. <laughs> um, I'm a Spider-Man uh, sucker for Spider-Man, so I'm super excited for next summer when his uh, the new Spider-Man movie comes out. That'd be interesting. Because I loved me some Spider-Man and Captain America Civil War. All right, next question. When you were a kid and you stayed home from school when you were sick, do you remember what game shows you watched? What oh. was your favorite game show? Okay, this is going to kind of age me a little bit. Do you remember the Joker's Wild? Of course. Oh, yeah. Big time. I loved the Joker's Wild. Joker's big Wild. They Monty the Hall, thing. too. Yeah. Um, uh, what was that? The, the one that, um, what is his name does now? Well, they have all new hosts, which is weird for me. <laughs> so what about you, JR? Oh, Match Game. Oh, you liked Match Game. Yeah. <laughs> all those guys, man. That Well, I had two of them. Mash game and pyramid because I always <laughs> love I always love the who was always in the middle of match of, of the pyramid was you guys I, know no Whoopi he talked like this all the time <laughs> oh remember no no I don't remember well, I, I, I don't remember the name but I, I know the it was a bunch of C list celebrities back oh, then. oh yeah it was great I mean they always let the celebrities talk have a great time yeah like and even Paul Lynn Paul Lynn yeah it was Paul Lynn it was Paul right? Lynn yeah, yeah yeah good and then match game it was Charles Nelson Riley. Charles Nelson Riley, yeah. of course it was. Yeah, Richard Dalton did a couple uh, shows on there before he took yeah. off and did his own thing. Yeah, and Richard Dawson was originally from uh, Hogan's Heroes. That's right. Because we're going, okay, now oh, we've we're lost way back. all these youngsters. No. Listen, they don't know what we're talking about. Go watch <laughs> go watch Nick at Night. But they have all these new hosts, and it just seems so wrong. Yeah. Drew Carey instead of Bob Barker. Drew Carey. Oh, jeez, he's so dry. Do you know, we? <laughs> he, he's, he could be funny, but... I saw a commercial the other day, just yesterday, and the guy on it was Chuck Woolery. Oh, yeah. Remember Chuck Woolery? I remember Chuck Woolery. He looked like he was 143. (laughs) I'm not even lying. It was not a good look for Chuck. Wow. He was was hawking some, uh, he was pushing some arthritis medicine. Oh, really? Yeah. He's like become the Wilford Brimley (laughs) diabetes. Oh, snap. (laughs) Yeah, you remember that. Remember the dating game? I do remember the newlywed game. The newlywed game. Oh yeah, I remember that. Making whoopee. <laughs> <laughs> can we say that on our show? Well, that's what the term they always. Well, use. It was yeah. the thing. We're not on the air, yeah. so you can drop f bombs if you want. Well, I, I'm not encouraging I, it. But. I don't usually do that. <laughs> oh no. Um, Jr. may be a different story. I don't know him that well. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's all good. So the dating game. You liked the dating game. Love the dating game. All right. With Chuck. Um, oh, was it? Uh, the, the handsome guy. He was a really handsome guy. Um, ah, or a celebrity guy. Yeah, I don't remember the name of name. that. But do you remember? Um, oh man, Pressure Luck. Remember that show? No, no I don't remember. That, that was one. the Whammy one, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, no Whammies, no Whammies, no Whammies. Stop. Oh, oh yeah. Come I do. on, Jr. Yeah, I do, you, do you, that. you do you remember the the uh, controversy behind that? Yeah, some guy timed it. One of them he timed it. 
Yeah. And well, won like what something like three hundred thousand? Yeah, that was big money back then. There you go. That was like that's in, how uh, you win, baby. And they weren't gonna pay him. That was like in eighteen forty one, I think that show was on. Yeah. Well. Long time ago. Nice. I'm exaggerating just Yeah, a you little. have to be because I remember it and I'm twenty seven. <laughs> yeah. Are you? No. Well, okay. No, I wish I was though. Uh you know, the fun thing is is when you have a manager who's younger than you. Yeah. Like my manager turned thirty today. Oh. I'm gonna be fifty in a year. And like, and he's a good guy, but it's still kind of weird sometimes. Like, unbelievable. The guy telling me what to do is twenty years younger. So how about that? So we digress, which we often do on this show, and we actually do have <laughs> what I would call a challenging topic. So bear but, with but, me. But before yeah, yeah, yeah. you start to talk, no, please. To topic, I just want to say the introduction of your show was really that's that's hot, <laughs> dude. That's hot, man. That's I think that's which really, one's that's, that? I think it's pretty slick. It's really cool. Oh, you like and, that? And uh, I think it's, yeah. Don't even change that, man. Just keep rolling with that. I appreciate that because we have all of right now about two dozen listeners, I think. So, and we love and appreciate each one of you, even though twenty of them are family members. But that's okay. Um, <laughs> no, so I'm we kidding. have two dozen of them. So we have four that are not. Yeah, we got four. That is a that is a group. That is almost enough oh to play volleyball. Gracious. You didn't waste your time, Jr. Trust me. No, this is the big time, my friend. <laughs> Only people that listen to our show are those that didn't pay their cable. That's right, because they have <laughs> nothing else to do. They're that bored. <laughs> Oh, it's it's that's it would, hilarious. It would be sad if it wasn't that's true. hilarious. Um, but I actually stole it. There's a podcast I listened to, and there's a guy, and at the end, he always asked uh, a few questions, and I've actually picked up a couple other guys that do stuff like this. So oh, I kind of yeah. made it my own. Okay, you know what I'm saying? Okay, yeah, all right. So, listeners, did you have anything else before I start? No, no. I'm okay, because you know I want I don't want to cut you off. Not at all. I'm all ready right. to rock and roll. Here. I like it because we have some stuff to talk about. Um. So this topic today, we've already touched on this topic before, and we will touch on it again. So my the problem is with our audience, I'm afraid sometimes we hit topics and they get a little bit thinking, oh, how many times do we have to talk about this? Would you agree with that, Chad? Yes. But guys, ladies, please, children of all ages, please hang in there for this because I think it, it's important. There's a reason people keep talking about race and racism. Yes, that is the topic of the show. Yes, some of you are tempted to turn this off right now because you don't want to hear about it anymore. My guess is, if you're feeling that way, you're white. <laughs> Sizzle. <laughs> and because people who are not white are very, usually very interested in talking about this topic. Am I correct, Jair? Well, not just talking about it. We want to hear. Well, absolutely. It's we, want to hear, we want to hear if white people get it. So you're telling me then is that white people are not getting this. No way. So, no we, but we're close though, right? <laughs> because we like no, to think I, we are. Well, a lot of people, a lot of white people think they are, but let yeah, me yeah. just say this. If a lot of people figured it out, they would leave their churches and go to a, a more colorful church. They would go to multicultural churches. You would want your kids to experience, for instance, if your kid's homeschool, if your kid is in a private school, where are they going to get diversity if you're white? And you're in West Michigan. And you're in West Michigan. And because the world is bigger than West Michigan. I eat at Taco Bell sometimes. Does that make me diverse? No, it makes you even worse. It makes you unhealthy. No. <laughs> well, I got that. I got that down. Trust me, I got that. I sometimes go to the Chinese buffet. These are right, bad. Right. These aren't good things. These are bad things. Well, so I don't know. I want yeah, Chinese. We were, we're I all love, three of us. I right. love Chinese buffet. We love the Chinese buffet. I mean, that's we just we, we saw all each three other there there. this week. Yeah, I got to repent. I got to repent every month. On mm. that. Yeah, <laughs> the, the gluttony strikes. My gracious. So. And this is what I hear, and so just kind of parroting, because I'm on Facebook a lot, 
and I put a lot of stuff out there, and I sure. hear from people. Sure. And this is where I've been myself. Now, Jr. Yeah. Back in the day, the fifties <laughs> were a bad, bad time for people who are minorities, right? Yeah. We're much better than then. Not anymore. No, aren't we? Ever we we improved so much. Ever since President Obama's become president, we're back in the fifties. You think so? White people don't want to submit under black leadership. Number two, the racism is more prevalent now than it's ever been. How so? You cannot throw the politic card and say, well, he's a Democrat, and this is why I disagree with him. Sure. No. I've heard more racial overtones in, in, in my years of ministry in the church of Jesus Christ than I've ever heard in my life since President Obama has been president. And it's sad. I've heard it from the conservative newscasters. I've heard it from the congressmen, senates. Right. I've heard it from even people in the churches. Okay. And it's and it's so sad. It is so sad that I would dare to say this. And I'm not trying to take over your show or anything. No, you're good. Okay. I would dare to say you need to start putting your salvation in check. Wow. Because I believe now God's going to weed us out. Based and and I think I think because having a black president, there's a lot of people who call themselves Christians or not Christians based off what's going on in their hearts right now with our country, even as they look at a group called Black Lives Matter. So we okay, so we do have scriptural um, evidence evidence for it says out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks. Let me put it another way: right, you cannot hate your brother and call yourself a Christian. Yeah, it's it's true. It's true. <laughs> just, I'm just putting it plain and simple. And people are like, I don't hate him. Oh yeah. Okay. Let's see how you're responding to some of this stuff and hear it. Right. Racism is learned, and right. it's a learned behavior. It's a learned lifestyle. This is it. That's that's just the truth of the matter. Agreed. So, so I mean, we're gonna have fun on the show. Oh, so. absolutely. So let me ask us <laughs> and, and and listeners, just be aware we're probably gonna inter- interrupt each other because we're gonna not because we disagree, but um, yeah, I, I think we we probably agree on all this but i'm going to take the place of someone who maybe doesn't agree with you sure so what have you heard what are you hearing so give me some examples because a lot of times with topics like this we paint with broad brushes in our language and we say well i'm hearing it all over well people speak ignorantly they don't do their homework and they don't look up the facts so you speak in stupidity you see and when you have remarks you haven't done your history you haven't done your homework you haven't done, you haven't really, you don't know your history. Right. Okay. And so when people speak, not knowing their history, mm-hmm. it's sad. And just to hear people right now and listening to them is unbelievable. And, sure. I, and I'm telling you, folks, I, God's heart is saddened at the United States. And that's why I believe we've lost our blessing. We were a global model for diversity. Mm-hmm. Not anymore. So what? Give me some examples of some phrases you've heard that when you heard them, you either did the fa- the, the face palm, oh, and okay. you're thinking, oh, my goodness, okay. I can't believe I just heard them okay. say this. Here's, a, here's the big one. Yeah. President Obama is the Antichrist. But isn't he? <laughs> I can't even say that. And for any Christian to say that, you, t- you just don't know your scriptures. The Bible says <laughs> the Antichrist will rise up from the East. And now... <laughs> Isn't he from the Philippines, though? <laughs> no. Wasn't he born? If you go in the right direction, isn't that the East? Hawaii. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> well, not to be the devil's advocate, but don't they say that about every president? That- no, we didn't say that about... See, the black community, we didn't say that about the white presidents. Right. You see, we didn't look at your white pre- your white presidents to say, oh, they're this or, or they're that. No, we gave them the same respect, same you know, honor, Mr. President. Yes, Mr. President. But we haven't... 
People don't acknowledge President Obama like that. So let me ask you this. You just said something I think is interesting, and I just want to get inside your head a little bit. You said your president instead yeah. of our president. Like Ross Perot said, your people. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just curious. I'm curious if there's anything. Is it Was that intentional, or is that when you said, like, the white presidents were your president, not our president? Well, well when, we want to talk, when we want to talk ethnically specific, yeah. then I'll say your president. If you want to talk, if you want to talk global, yeah. our president. Okay. If you want to talk kingdom, oh, that's a whole other language. Yeah, now no, we're gonna, no doubt. Because right now, I'll, I'll just let everybody know from the cuff, from the cuff, right now. Yeah. I am a Christian before I'm an American. Okay. Oh, absolutely. I am a Christian globally. Thank I am you. a brother in Christ that's right. to everyone globally who knows Jesus Christ. And that surpasses any government at all. Absolutely. And that is a great, and, great premise to and, start and with. And I don't care. I don't care. I'll go against the United States. If, if God tells me not to kill that man, I'm not going to kill that man. If the Bible tells me clearly not to murder, I'm not going to what? Murder. I'm not going to murder. See, this this is deep to me. Who do you stand with? Yeah. You no, see what I'm saying? And if someone kills someone unjustly, then guess what? If I saw, if I was in the military and I saw someone kill someone unjustly in Vietnam, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden my 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 conscious, my 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 Christian man in me, yeah, says you need to report him or you need to do, you know, whatever. Right. I'm going to report that man. I'm going to go against that man because he murdered an innocent person. Right. And so your, your allegiance is to the kingdom of God before Absolute, the kingdom absolutely. and the kingdom of America. Absolutely. Of course. Absolutely. Of, that should be like, Period. and hopefully nobody out there disagrees with that if you are a believer, because if you do, right. you've got to read the word. And that's why I look at people and I say, yeah, you need to be very careful how you speak about President Obama, how you speak about other people, because you don't know their salvation. President yeah. Obama professes to be a Christian. And he not only professes it, it's stated in his book. And if people don't know his story, like the church rejected his mother. Yeah. The church rejected his mother for being a single mom. That's deep, isn't it? Yeah. Now, now that tells you right there, the church has not changed. <laughs> no. no I, trust me, as a divorced man, I know that the church doesn't you handle certain things well. Exactly. See, yeah. the, see, that's to my whole point. JR. Yeah. A person close to me said yeah. to me the other day, President Obama is not my president. And I reprimanded this person. I said, yeah, it is, because who puts people in authority scripturally? What does it say? God does. Yeah, thank you. He told, this is amazing. He told the king of Assyrian, he told he told the prophet Isaiah, you tell the king of Assyrian that I made him king. Yeah. I allowed this. Yeah. See, that's deep to me. And when people say that, it just blows my mind. Uh, it, it blew my mind, too, and that's why I had to reprimand this person that I love and say, no, you know what? And, and I'll be honest, I did not vote for Obama either time. Yeah. And, and my thinking has changed since then because I was much more conservative even four to eight years ago than I am right now. Sure. And I'm not throwing conservatism under the bus, and that's not the intent of this, but it seems like a lot of times that racism stems more from conservatism than liberalism. Would you agree with that? Or is it kind of equal? <laughs> what do you th- I mean, I... I what do you think of that? Let's just put it this way. Neither side is 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 innocent, okay? Mm-hmm. Neither side is innocent, and neither side run the country like our Lord Jesus Christ is going to do one day. Oh, absolutely. Oh. There's no question. Let me just put it plain and simple. And I'm sorry that people, you don't get it. I'm sorry that some people just don't get it. Yeah. And for them to say, well, he's not my president, let me tell you this. You are far from ignorance. And let me tell you something. If he's not your president, go move to another country then. Yeah. I mean, how would you feel that? It does, does that make sense? It does. 
Absolutely. See, I'm like that's a, but see they they flip that on us when it's a, when it's like a, now if it was a white president and if I said well president so and so is not my president then the white people say well go get out of our country and go and live in your go back to Africa. <laughs> what I'm like I'm not even an African. I'm a Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I I'm a Canadian American. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. Right, well, so I didn't know good. that. I didn't know he's a Canadian. <laughs> he's a Canadian African American. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm a Canuck by birth. Talk to me about the term African American. Yeah, you're yeah. African descent. In other words, you have a heritage that's African. Yeah, and you're, but not but all you're Ameri- people of color are from Africa. But you're American. But you're born in America. Yeah. So when so I have I have another close friend and he we were we were traveling together and he was using the N word. Brother, all of us are from the motherland. Of course. All of us. It's already been proven scientifically. To, I mean, no, no, I just I just recently saw this. Okay. But scientifically, they have the um, zebrafish, right? Yeah. The zebrafish is shown that it changes colors. Uh, it got lighter during the process of time in its environment, and it was really interesting how that happened. And they're saying that same DNA is found in us humans. And they believe that when the world was, when God created the world, and we are all mostly located in one area, right. we are all mostly dark complexed people. <laughs> well, that, I mean, that makes sense because, because we know where it all started. Right. And then all of a sudden, you still, we go through the process of the Tower of Babel. But after the flood, the environment changed. Right. The, I mean, the, it was amazing, right? So then all of a sudden, it could be understood that why pigmentation began to change so wait a minute wait a minute blow my mind here jesus wasn't white with blue hair and wavy brown hair blue eyes and wavy brown hair only on sundays (laughs) 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 that that's offensive to me is the pictures of the lily white jesus but they already proven that we've all come from one woman the DNAs, they've already proven that scientifically, but they're not talking about that much either. Well, no, because... That's why we can also, That's why you and I can say, whether, hey, brother, from the same mother. No, that's funny. I just Googled that because I had remembered reading an article because they can't trace the paternal DNA of somebody back as far as they can, the maternal. Yeah. Really? And based upon characteristics, the maternal DNA for every person on Earth can be traced to Eastern Africa. Yep. Very interesting. Um, just, that's such a blessing. Yeah, I love and, it. And I think it's I think it's a good thing now today with with how I mean white people rule the world, and, and certainly America. You white, know, white, white people are in charge, <laughs> right? But I, I want to ask. I want to get to that too. White um, people rule the world. Well, they, I, we try to, but I mean, look. <laughs> how the, about this? It's your turn. Yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but we were. But the the majority I mean, of the now. world now. Yeah. But yeah. the majority of the world back in the days. I mean, we're 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 ruled by dark complexed people. Sure. See, and that's deep to me. Dark complexed people built the pyramids. And guess what? The white man can't figure it out. <laughs> All right, no, so how many how many pyramids have you built? How many? Well, depends. are we talking Lincoln Logs? Are we talking Legos? Uh, that's <laughs> a good point. That's a good point. I, I like that. I like that. But again, just Mind being the devil's advocate. No, no, I'm having fun. I mean, we're absolutely, having, we're having fun here, but we are talking truth. No, absolutely. Yeah, and, yeah. You see what I'm saying? We're we having are, fun. But, yeah. So let me ask you this. So I'm traveling with a, a friend of mine. And he is a white guy like myself, doesn't believe sure. in white privilege, doesn't believe there's any racism anymore. And he is a good guy, but that's probably hard for you to believe that I can say he's a good guy when he's like that. Would you Would you agree with that or not? I believe there's nice guys and there's good guys. Oh, please explain. Nice guys are guys who are nice, but they won't tell you the truth. 
They won't tell you what you need to hear, rather they tell you what you want to hear. Okay. Jesus was a good guy. He wasn't a nice guy. He told the woman, you have five husbands. That's true. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Jesus would tell you the truth <laughs> and yeah. love, grace, and truth, but he would tell you the truth, right? Well, this guy will try to tell you the truth, but so he's using, we're on this trip, sure. and he's using the N-word, he's dropping the N-word, which it's just not a word I will ever say uh, because I find it extremely offensive, and I'm like, dude, you cannot use that word. Why? Why not? He says, it's because it's offensive. It's like widely accepted. This is extremely offensive to people. Well, they never know. What am I supposed to call them? And they always change in what they want me to call them. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. So, so, what, a, what do, so what do we call you? Um, I don't know. What do you call him? I'm sure there's names you could think of to call him. Well, I mean, Archie Bunker or George Jefferson. Which one are you going to choose? I mean. <laughs> Hopefully there's a middle ground there. I don't think I want to be either. So when it comes to the term African-American or Afro-American, which is also used, and a lot of people struggle with this, which is why they bring this up. Well, I think when you're trying to say, if you're trying to describe the race of people, yes. to say, hey, the black community, or you just okay. say black Americans, you can say that. What's wrong with that? I don't know. I don't think if there's wanna, anything If you want to say African-American, say it. But here's the thing. Yeah. Say it, but know why you're using it. Oh, well, explain why. What do you mean by because that? Because you should be able to say why you're using that terminology. Okay. You should be able to say, I'm using the term African-Americans. It's because of this reason and ah. you, or, or of this reason. Why and, do you think people use it, though? Why do you think – because I'm, I'm, I'm in, you're insinuating, I think, and I would agree with you, that people will use that term incorrectly. How do sometimes people use that term incorrectly when they're using describing somebody and using that as the primary number characteristic? One, I think they can use it in nervous terms because they're not sure of their facts. So they use it because they're not confident in using it, and they can't, they, can't, they can't break down their reasoning why they use it. You should be able to say, I use the term African-American. Why? I use the term African-American when I describe people because or the black community when I, or because of this reason. Sure. You know? But I, I feel comfortable saying African-American. I, I feel comfortable saying black community, black Americans. I feel comfortable in saying that. Okay. Now, I'm not going to use the N-word at oh, all. Right. Why not? Because it's a, it's a, it's a slap in the face to my, to my ancestors that died for a word that needed to die when they left this planet, too. So I, oh. I've heard, I've, I, I mean, I 100% agree with you, but what I've heard is is that black people can call other black people that term, and it's obviously used. It's cultural. It's very cultural. Yeah. Would you say that's okay? No, it doesn't justify it. I think, okay. I think when, you, when black people use the term, when they, when they use the in term, they're using it in the area of slang. Okay, it, it sounds and, and, very derogatory and, and, to me. And and, and, I, and I think it just needs to die with the bloodshed that was done with it years ago. Men and women died for that word to be abolished. Yeah, and we need to honor that, and we need to get rid of that word. Period. It's a painful word. Just like we got get rid of the. Uh, the flag. Confederate flag. Confederate yeah, flag. I thought that you were going there. It's, it's because the thing is, is that is a painful, I mean, you see the KKK, you see um, the skinheads, you see uh, you see all these hate groups, right? And, and people were killed with that flag flying. Right. That flag represents a bad, hurtful history for us. So you're saying that when you see that flag and- It's and offensive. Of course, and of course, I have no idea what the percentages are, but I'm sure the percentages are huge yes. that someone like yourself looked at that flag and the guy flying, it's like, no, 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 no. This is just, I, I love the South. That's all okay, it means. Okay, then I would look at him and say, are you a Christian? He says, yeah. Yeah. All right, the, then the Apostle Paul says, take the best interest of your brother. Yeah. 
Now, you're not going to take my best interest because you want to fly a flag, right? Yeah. Because you have some American pride. Well, he's not even American, right? I I'm trying to get to the point, though. Say, yeah. If you're a believer, shame on you. If yeah. you're not, hey, then I understand. Oh, really? If you're not a believer, you want to fly the flag, then that tells me how ignorant you really are. <laughs> okay. And, no, how, that's fair. And, and that you're not a kingdom-bound person. See, you see what I'm saying? I do. And see now with the word, when we go back to the N-word, I yeah. think now it has to do, for me, it has to do with the evolution of where that word came from oh. and the intention of when it was used. It was extremely derogatory. It was meant to demean and it was meant to put someone in their place, as someone who's less than human, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, absolutely. Okay. And there's so many other words that people don't realize that are hurtful. Talk to me about that. Well, one day while I was walking to the grocery store, I was five years old. My dad called me. He said, hey, boy, come here. Now, am I a boy? Yes. Am I his son? Yes. Yeah. I said, I'm not a boy because my dad was trying to teach me about racial um, hurtful words. And when a white person called a black guy boy, yeah. it, you see, so my dad said, be careful when you hear that word. Yeah. And my dad said, come on, boy, let's go. And I didn't go any. He, he looked behind me. He said, my son's not following me. I was still there at the car door. And he said, what is your problem, JR? And I said, my name's not Boy. I'm your son. Now, JR is my, uh, is my um, nickname. Right. All right. But, I, but my real name is James. Okay. I said, my name is James. And that means king. Nice. And my dad looked at me and said, you're absolutely right. Because he brought me up. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So that was deep to me. And that's one time when I learned, I really caught it. And my dad, I mean, he, and I don't, I'll never forget, he used it in his message on the next, <laughs> the next Sunday morning. He was a preacher. You're a PK, huh? I'm a PK. All right. I'm a pastor's kid and a uh, promise keeper. There you, <laughs> you could be a PK squared, right? There you go. But now the other one in a name, I mean, names are so important, and we got to be careful of that, too, because Agreed. that's why I always say be careful what you name your kids. Your kids, we should have names for our children that mean something. And we should hope that they live out their names, you know? Absolutely. But I but I see how we call each other names. Well, that was very biblical principles, and when they gave names, it was very intentional. Intentional, man. Yeah. So I'm going to tell you a quick story here to my own shame and detriment, because that's just kind of the guy I am. There was a phase in my life yeah. where I was calling every guy boy, and I don't know why. It just, I wasn't, white guys, African-American guys, whatever. And so I was teaching this class back in Des Moines, Iowa, and I called, and I didn't know, completely ignorant, my bad, and this guy was a good guy, and we were friends, and, and we were talking, and I called him boy for some reason, and he looked at me, and he said, I am not a boy, I am a man, and I just went, oh, I screwed up, and I'm like, I am very, very sorry, that was not, and then it clicked, I'm like, oh, that's not cool, and I totally had to apologize and be like, please forgive me, I was not right. trying to be like that. Well, see, that's that's beautiful too. Because here's the thing: okay. doesn't the Bible said? Then he said he called us by what? By name. Yeah. Doesn't God know us by what? By, by our names. names. Yeah. So here's my thing. This is really deep to me. What gives us? If God calls us by name, mm -hmm. why are we not doing the same? Well, and, and you make a good point. And this is something I was just talking to friends about because. Back in the day, I used to be very sarcastic. I know you probably find that hard to believe, but <laughs> but I one of the things we'd do is it we was. would just go and we would we would take times with a, a friend of mine, Rich LaBelle, and we would just cut each other every time we were together, and it kind sure. of harkens back to that for me of what what are you doing? 
why are we not acting and encouraging each other with love and good deeds and, and the right words? And, and so instead of calling somebody by their name, which was given, which shows future and promise, instead of using derogatory terms to try to oh. do something psychological, I guess. Yeah. I think, I think that we're in a serious time, uh, Dave, and let me, let me just break this down real quick. I think we're being tested by the Lord in many ways, and the church is being tested because we're, whatever our, what our country is going through this summer is yeah. very critical for the, for, for the future of our country. Follow me on this, okay? Yeah. We're supposed to be a country founded on Christian principles. Am I right or wrong? That's the intent. There's there's a little bit of gray area on some of that if you talk to some people, but yes. I, I, okay. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, I still believe that we are a country founded on Christian principles. Well, a lot of the, and we're not going to get too no, much no, of that. I'm, I'm not going to try to, yeah. I'm not trying to become so patriotic here. Or, no, no, no. You know, I, or, <laughs> I got what your, your basic premise was, although a lot of the founding fathers were deists, and Benjamin Franklin was definitely not a believer at all. Sure. Um, but or at least in... You know, if you look at his lifestyle and his, but they respected, they absolutely respected they res- the word. See that? Okay, that's all. And because okay, they re- really okay, that. and because they respected the word, and let's let's keep it clear, a lot of their morals mm-hmm. and their values came from scripture. Yes, except Thomas Jefferson, who cut all the miracles out of the Bible because he didn't like them. But anyway. Well, well, Thomas anyway. Jefferson also owned slaves. Yes, he I did. mean, so he most was, of the founding so fathers if any, did. If anyone was a hypocrite. <laughs> yeah, most of the founding. How many of the founding I mean, fathers owned slaves, though? Oh, a, a lot of them. Almost all of them, right? Right. So, so that's why sometimes I think they were blinded by the Holy Spirit. Didn't really know what they were writing. <laughs> they didn't know that someone was actually going to read the commentary <laughs> and say, "Wow, all men are free." <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, they meant well, and then but black yeah. people were not looked at men. Exactly, we were looked as property. You understand? A quarter of a man. Now that's deep, and because yeah. so they didn't know that they were they weren't thinking in this way. No. Okay. So but let's it keep was it, the let's culture keep it real. too, right? And they didn't make it right, but the culture was the commonly held belief was is that a, a black man was a step above an animal. Sad. It was, it was sad, but true. Yeah. And but the bless, but praise God for the movement of the right. of many of many people who participated in helping to break slavery in our country. Yeah, absolutely. And and but my point being is that since we are a country founded on biblical principles, so called, all right, then there should be some elements here <laughs> that should really convict us. And, and, Does that and, make sense? Absolutely, and, and I get your thread of where you're going with that. And so, but you're saying is it's not convicting us. Oh, we are losing ground. We're imploding as a country. And you know, and I'll just be honest. If I was ISIS, I'd be sitting back saying, "Just hold up, bro. This thing, this, this this thing's about to erupt." Wait, wait, so, so wait a minute. So ISIS <laughs> in ISIS, there's guys calling each other, bro. Is that I happening? I have no idea. I but like that though. You remember, oh, that's good. Remember that? Remember that? Remember the movie 2012 with Woody Harris, and he's standing in the middle of Yellowstone Park. Woody Harrelson. He's like, yeah, yeah. bring it on! Oh, yeah. He's like, yeah, he's, yeah. Like, yeah. he's like telling this thing's going to erupt. Right? Yeah, yeah. This thing's going to implode, right? So, I mean, the thing here is, if we don't recognize number one, if we don't acknowledge a history and own it, right? And if we don't come and repent from our history, if we don't repent with each other as brothers in Christ. And as people, right. we'll never have the unity that could truly take place. Never. 
Well, and Does that makes sense. It, well, yeah, because a couple of um, a couple months ago, I had the privilege of preaching at my church, and the passage I was preaching on, Jesus was talking with his disciples, and he said, "The world will know that I was sent from my Father when you are one, like my Father and I are are one." When, when you get that, then the world will believe that I'm really the son of God. Well, <laughs> right? How deep you want to go, bro? Hey, man, I like deep. <laughs> I like deep. John 35, the world will know you're my disciples if you what? love one another. Right. Does the world truly recognize us as Jesus' disciples? Uh, no. No. Why? Because we're not really loving one another. I'm not even talking about loving the unbeliever. I'm talking about the church right. loving one another. Right. We are still separated on Sundays. Yet we still we say we love one another, but we don't really. Now here's the other thing. I think you can say you love me, but guess what? Start living with me. I guarantee you won't like me. See <laughs> how much rent you charge. No no no, no but, kidding. but it's it's like that in marriages. We yeah. fall in love, but then all of a sudden we learn we don't like each other. So what's you the what answer, saying? JR? What's what are some of the answers for this thing? It's for me to die and for Christ to come alive. I have to learn how to die to the man, to this person. See, that's why he says if I'm gonna be a disciple, so I must what? Deny myself, pick up my cross daily, follow right, him. Let me let me hold right? on. Hold on. I, I agree. I agree. But okay, so one of the things what I'm gonna have you do here is I grew up in a Pentecostal church, and there's a lot of great things that I got from that. But one of the things that happened that drove me nuts were catchphrases that, and I know that this isn't a catchphrase for you, which is why I want you to explain. Sure. Because I got to die to myself, and then Christ has to live. Yeah, 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 I get it. What does that look like? What does that mean? How do you do that? That means when you have opportunities, when you have opportunities to love someone, okay, then do it. For instance, wow. let me let me put let me put it simple, plain simple. Yeah. There's a woman in line at one of the Aldi store, and she was a. And I didn't, now watch this. I said woman. Now that means we. Don't, I don't. You don't even know if she's black or white. I want them to know that right now. You don't even know if she was Latino. Yeah. You have no idea if she she's was just Asian. A woman. Just a woman. Her, I know right? her gender. There you go. Sex. No, so, <laughs> so she okay. was. And what happened was she. They rang her up, and she, her, she didn't have any money. She, in other words, she forgot her money at home, and she was so embarrassed. Right. And immediately, I told the lady, ring my stuff up on hers. I'll pay for it all. So there's an opportunity. You see it, you take it. Now, that bill came almost near almost $100. Dang. All right? Did I have the money? Absolutely. But God said, love her. And guess what? And he, because he says this, are you going to stress out about not having money, or are you going to trust me that I'm your provider? Right. See, this is deep to me. So now the next thing is, ye are my witnesses. Mm -hmm. So she looks at me and says, I want to say thank you very much. Opportunity now to reverence God. Yeah. I look at her and I say, don't thank me. Thank Jesus Christ. He loves you. Boom. Boom. Now I'm a witness. I don't say thank you. I don't say you're welcome and then let her walk off. I got to yeah. give credit to God, to yeah. Jesus Christ right there. I like it. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So I think God puts us in a lot of positions to love, but we never reverence his name. <laughs> well, it, not only do you we not reference his love, but we miss the opportunity to love. We miss the opportunity to love in Jesus' name. Okay, mm -hmm. let's talk about some more stuff. How about in your job? You can hear a story, right? You can hear a story where, G where two or three are gathered in my name, I am there in the midst. And I believe God has indigenously placed us in our communities, not your commuter community called church and your long weak communities called your jobs and extracurricular activities and neighborhoods. Mm -hmm. And then you got to listen for needs. And when you listen for needs, respond to those needs. Now, 
either you can present it and let them know you gave it to them and give God the praise, right? Or you can give, but let not the right hand know what you're doing. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So you can give in private or you can give in public. It's up to you or however God leads you to do it. Right. But don't try to be like Ananias and Sapphira and <laughs> brag and like, oh, look at us, we done gave. You're yeah. right. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So my whole point is, is that we have opportunities to love all the time. So let me ask you this. All the time. Absolutely. I 100% agree with you. So let's talk about, now let's bring this to back to racism. Sure. So, and, and of course, there's a, a musical called Avenue Q, which is an adult musical. It's all with puppets. Yeah. And it was on Broadway. And there's a song called Everyone's a Little Bit Racist. Right. And I agree with it. I think we all are. So when it comes to racism... And we're trying to break down, as believers, we should be trying to break down and combat racism, absolutely. How do we look for those opportunities to love and bring unity when it comes to racism? I think first you got to say, God, like David said, search me, oh God, know mm -hmm. my heart. First got to say, God, search me. If there's anything dirty inside of me, bring it out right now. Is that a one-time thing? Nope. <laughs> How often should we be doing that? Every day, because i got issues with my wife all the time. <laughs> No, seriously. I, I mean, you. I got issues. And the thing is, is God is constantly, that's why we use the theological term, sanctification. I am being sanctified. I am being what? Renewed yeah. all the time. See, God is constantly doing a work in me. And, 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 and am I going to be, God, let me just say this too. God doesn't call you to perfection. Right. God calls you to holiness. Yep. Now, holiness is take that's called sanctification. It takes time. So you're being sanctified every day as long as you're staying in his word, staying in God's community, staying in prayer and communication with your God. So my senior pastor will say, and I think you'll agree with this, it's not about perfection, it's about progress. It's about progress in your holiness with God. See, the deep part is, holiness is the DNA of God. When Nicodemus said, when he says, I must be born, he said, you must be born again, Nicodemus. What he said was, Nicodemus, you gotta go through another birth process to get my DNA in you called the Father's glory or my holiness. That's deep to me, man. We need to take an offering right now with the worship team to come up. <laughs> no, that's good. That's good. Some of my listeners are probably a little bit freaked out right now because we're not normally quite this Christian on here. Oh, my bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I have nothing. You have, JR, you have nothing to apologize for oh. because we don't have to apologize for who we are. People need to be able to. And so my atheist friends who listen to this and our agnostic friends who listen to this, don't turn it off if you're still listening. You need to hear this perspective. You just had a bad experience of God's love. If you're an agnostic or an atheist, you basically had an experience of God. See, what happens is that when you're somewhere down your road, you have a story of your encounter Absolutely. with God. And the problem is through that encounter, that, that however you experience, that's, that's the road you took. Yeah, or with God's people. That's right? with God's people. Yeah, One or. of the two. One of the two. That's the deep part. All right, so I have a question for you here. That's good stuff. Sure. And I've heard this somewhere, and I want to get your opinion on this, see if this is, if you agree with this. Okay. And I don't remember where I heard it, but I it, was, it was a guy and something on YouTube, and it was talking about this whole idea of he was a, a black guy, and he's trying to talk, and he says, when I want to talk about racism yeah. with a white guy, I almost feel like I need to apologize to him first because he said white people freak out when you talk about racism. They get real uncomfortable, and they get fidgety, and like, oh, my gosh, this, this black person is talking about racism with me. And they almost feel like, okay, it's going to be okay. We're going to talk about racism now. 
Don't right, don't right. don't freak out. It's gonna be okay. Do you think white people get skittish when people of color try to talk to them about racism? They don't want to be branded. Right. They don't want to exactly. be exactly. Here's the thing. The Bible says all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Yeah. No man is perfect. We all are sinners, right? Sure. So here's yeah. the problem. You gotta acknowledge you're a sinner. And yeah. you can't acknowledge you're a sinner and say, you know what? I probably got some racism in me. I probably got. If your grandpa said, well, well, this is deep. If your grandpa, if you heard the word porch monkey, tar baby, (laughs) if you heard the word nigger, if you heard any of those terms in your household when you grew up, that was called learned behavior, learned racism. My son on the playground at six years old on the playground in East Grand Rapids, all right? In Michigan, well, I'll just call it like it so is. So East Grand Rapids is the wealthy part of Grand Rapids okay. for those of you outside the state. <laughs> now, the deep part was God uniquely put me on a board of champions to help diversity in East Grand Rapids school system. And we did some really cool stuff. But in the process, I, my, my family was going through some pains. We knew this. My son on the playground, six years old, the little white boys said to him, you can't play football with us. My son says, why? He, they said, because you're brown. Where does a six-year-old learn that a brown kid can't play with a white kid? Mm-hmm. That's called learned behavior. Right. And that's called someone's mama to, or daddy told him he is not to affiliate himself with black people. Yeah. See, so my point, see, my point is that's learned behavior. Sure, I agree. So you have to acknowledge and say to yourself, wow, is it possible I got learned behavior, and because of that, it's made me fearful. It's made me ignorant to a lot of people of color issues. Does that so, make sense? Yeah, absolutely. So why do white people, and my friends, I got a lot of friends on Facebook, and right. they're like, um, the whole black lives matter. No, no, all lives matter. And they're so resistant. In JR, there's no racism. Racism's better. So like, Okay, so, so what, they're, what they're saying is there's no lynchings going on. And exactly. That, yeah, that, none so it's that we better. don't know of. <laughs> it's, but JR, there's no, very rare is that there's the cross burnings happening in people's yards. <laughs> they're not being lynched. It's not the 50s anymore. We've had so civil rights in the 60s. It's better now, isn't it? No. Why not? Worse. How is it worse? Because it's called institutional racism. It's oh. called, see, you have other levels of racism they have not even yet identified. So how many? So I'm still stuck on this because I'm saying, so sure. in, the, in the 40s and 50s, and, and you know I saw um, Mississippi Burning and I saw some of the different. Can't movies. even watch that movie, man. Yeah, and, and some of the different Selma, some of the different movies about racism. It's like in the 40s and 50s, black men are being lynched, crosses are burning, Ku Klux Klan, they're running for government, they're being elected. Right. I how can it be worse now? I don't. I honestly don't really understand what you're saying there. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying I'm ignorant. Sure. Informed. And I have to echo that. Satan knows if he can take the black man out of the home, when you can take any man out of his home. If a kid and a woman grows up without a man, do you know how hard it is for that home? Well, the statistics way back that up. Exactly. So let's just work on this. Let's stop this for a minute. Yeah, yeah. Satan knew what he was doing when he separated what? The men from what? From their homes. Yeah. He knew what that damage would do alone. Sure. See, Satan knows us. The Bible says he's craftier than what? Any wild animal. He's a Mm -hmm. roaring lion looking for someone to devour. He comes to rob, kill, and destroy. So let's look at and see who's at the foundation of all this. All right? The the person who's at the foundation of sin is the devil. All right? Yeah. That's it. That's number one. Now, Now, here's the next part. The next part is racism is alive and well. 
Okay. And I don't care Agreed. how you, I don't care how you dice or slice it. I have man, I'm telling you now, I have been I've been pulled over by cops in driving while oh, black. Oh, you got that right. Yeah. And even from the from every part of Michigan, I have been pulled over. So, but how and is it worse now? <laughs> it's worse now because we have a politician who's pretty much given people permission because the way he speaks now he's like giving people permission say what you think now and who would that would that be donald trump i'm not saying nothing uh, I, that's okay I'll, I'll call it out <laughs> my name's my name ben and i ain't in it so, <laughs> so 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 here's the thing the thing is what he has done he's woken a sleeping giant we see that and that sleeping giant has been woken for white people now to say they can say we, we mean if donald can say it then we can yeah. say it and they have no idea the repercussions that's going to bleed. Well, I, I, now, I've been shocked by his rise to power, to be honest with you. Not, but we have a black president now. How could you say it's worse now? Because when President Obama was elected, he challenged the hearts immediately. The hearts of the Christians in the church were challenged. Man, let me tell you this. This is deep. If you want to find racism... Find, and let me tell you this: I, I, from finding the church, yeah. I had more. I had more of my older mentors, preachers, mm-hmm. call me in the last eight years since he's been president. Okay, okay, and say, "I need you to come preach at our church." Why? 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 Why do you need me there, Jr.? You got to preach reconciliation. You got to preach something. I've never heard more racial comments, racist comments, out of my people than I've ever heard since President Obama. Like what are you hearing again? Like what are the some? Well, of the it's just you're it's just it's just people speak ignorantly. In what way though? I like examples. One example would be uh, look at or uh, he would hear them speak and say, "Well, you know, all those black people, you know how they're like." Oh yeah, <laughs> right, I know. yeah, right? I know how they. Okay, how about this? Let me just. I got a real good example. I had a yeah. young lady. I met her at one of the coffee shops, right here in our city, and the Holy Spirit just hit me like a ton of bricks. Okay. So I had this huge impression to go to her and say, God's put it on my heart to tell me that you're looking to be part of a urban church with youth ministry. And I'm, and that's what the impression was. So I went up to her, said this, and she's like, oh, my gosh, how do you know this? How did you? She's like, oh, my gosh. She yeah, was freaking sure, out. Sure. Freaking out, right? Yeah. Now, I said, well, I just had this impression that God told me to come up to you and tell you that and to tell you that we have a multicultural church and that we can help train you in multicultural youth ministry. She's like, yes! She's all pumped and everything, right? Yeah. Now, the deep part is she goes back home, tells mom and dad, tells preacher and the preacher's wife, and she comes back to our meeting, and she's totally downcast. She's totally, her face is just sad, just sad. Right. And immediately, the Holy Spirit was hitting me to recognize what happened. And I looked at her and said, are you okay? She says, not really. I said, ah, you told your mom and dad, and you told your pastor, and they and they found out I was black. And she goes, yeah, how'd you know? And when they found out I was black, then they said that I'm, I'm not a conservative. They said, yeah. She's like, yeah. Oh, they probably even said that, I'm I'm not for abortion and I'm for and I'm for homosexuals. She goes, yeah. And then I went even further. And then I said, um, I said, oh, and they probably said that I'm going to vote for Barack Obama. She <laughs> goes, 
oh my gosh, just get out of my biscuits. And right. So, <laughs> so it's really amazing. So she's like, really? She's like, how do you know this, JR? Mm-hmm. I said, because your mom and dad and your pastor are racist. What'd she say? And then she goes, that's not the worst of it. I said, what else is there? She said, my pastor's wife said that you need to be careful. Those black men, oh. how they treat those white women. Wow. <laughs> I'm going to break it out. Yeah, go ahead. I'm, I'm going to break it out. Yeah, please. That's in Jenison, Michigan. Now, that church somewhere is in Jenison, Michigan. I won't say where, but I'm saying it's here. It's here in West Michigan, brother. And let me tell you something. You actually think that, let me tell you, Jesus said, you call me Lord, Lord, but you don't do as I say. The, the Satan can disguise himself as the angel of light, and you think you're getting blessings from God. Yeah. We, they said, Jesus, we cast out demons in your name. We prophesy in your name. And yeah. Jesus is one day going to look at a lot of these white people and look and say, <laughs> never did I knew you because you had racism in your heart and you didn't know it. Brother, we are being we are being put in check by God today. I know it. I feel it. I oh woo! Brother, I'm <laughs> telling you, man, this is it. I, I'm got, all, I got goosebumps. I don't I know a, what to do. I got a question for you. Oh boy. <laughs> how did that make you feel when she said that? How, how did that impact JR? Right there, I saw I looked at her, I said, Well, what do you want to do? She said, I told him I'm going to come to your church anyway. <laughs> but how did that make you feel as a man? I it was not my business. I felt sad for, for that they were calling themselves the church because this is now why people look at the church and call us hypocrites. You get angry though when she says, "You know how black men are with white women." I'm not going to get mad. Why am I going? What are they going to do? I don't know, but you know, I mean, if somebody no, insults me, no. I, sometimes I get mad. I got mad a long time ago. Did you? I got mad a long time. I'm my. Uh, there's there's times that let me tell you something. For me to get upset, yeah, it's gonna have to happen directly to my wife or my sons. Uh, I got you there. And and I can go story after story of how my family, my my wife with a baby in her hand, experienced racism from city workers in Grand Rapids. So why do we? So why do we tolerate it? Well, I'll say this. I mean, that's a good. That's a good. Apparently, he wants to answer that question, but it's a good question. But I think so. A obviously, I'm going to say something really Captain sure. obvious here. I'll never be a black man. No. And so that means I will never have your perspective. And so, yeah, yeah, I know people might be listening. And go well. That means Jr. is never going to have your perspective too. Yeah, that's true. But I can never be a black man, which means there are certain things I will always be ignorant of. Because I can't be you and I can't experience what you experience unless you watch one of those weird movies where they swap races. But that's can, not a thing. You can do what your Jesus did. What's that? What a lot of people don't do and they don't catch is Jesus resided in Capernaum. Jesus mm. resided with the poor. Mm. See, one of the things is white people try to separate themselves from black people. So they move as far as they can to get out of our school districts. They do whatever they can to get away from us. Well, you because, know how those black men are with the women. Well, that's right. So You've you, got to keep your daughter safe. And, it's, and that's sad. That's <laughs> so sad. That's so sad because. It is sad. Um, that was sarcasm. I was joking, no, by no, the way. No, it's true, though. That's a true statement. That's a true statement because there are men and women in this country, in the church, and I've experienced it. My dad, my dad had to take a sabbatical, and we had to go to um, Calvary on Denam Church. Yeah. Okay, the big church. On, I, I know right? it is. And we grew up there. We know people over there. We, have, we are dear friends with people there. I mean, for, I mean forever, for yeah. life. But there is another side of Calvary my dad had to let us know. 
And he said to us as teenagers, he prepared us. Yeah. He said, for you guys are going to go over there while we're on sabbatical. And you're going to be the nightmare of a lot of white mom and dads. <laughs> Because you're going to date their kids. And he was right. We had parents condone their children, their their kids, because they what we we didn't go on a date. We just went out with them to have fun in groups. Right. right. And they said, stay away from those kids. Or they would say other things. See, and, and another part was, you know, or some people say, well, you can hang out with them, but just don't date them. Let me tell you, these are words that we lived out when we were kids, man. This is stuff that's never talked about. We don't want to have these conversations. And that's and I want to have because I want the understanding because I can't be you and I can't experience you. But you can live amongst me. See, and if you live amongst me. And I can understand. Then then you'll know. You'll learn more when you live amongst me like Jesus. Mm. He lived amongst the poor. He lived amongst the people. Jesus lived amongst multicultural people. He rubbed up against them. He, he touched did. the people he Jesus wasn't supposed to Jesus hung out with sinners, man. And he touched lepers. Dude, Jesus, you weren't supposed to do that. Jesus was cool. He was. Jesus was the bomb. He was the man. <laughs> I'm the telling you, man. That's, uh, he people was, still say <laughs> the bomb? Can you say that? Is that the bomb? <laughs> I have. We've got a wrap, so I've got one last question for you because we're running, we're running uh, short on time here. Really? Yeah, it's already an hour. Oh man! I thought well, in this podcast you can go as long as you want. <laughs> we try to we keep can. it. We try to keep it around an hour. It's Chad's fault. I'm telling you right now, your people are not bored. Everyone, if you're not <laughs> if you're not bored, say hey. hey, hey. Uh, hold on, I'm gonna listen. Too. I'm gonna listen. Uh, I, have, I have one final question sure. I want you to answer. So I go to a church. I love my church. I talk about it all the time. Solomon's porch. They let sure. me preach there, so they're nuts. Um, talk a lot about the kingdom of God. Good things. We're a very very white church. Not that we want to be. So what do we do to get it more diverse? Well, the thing is, you got to be intentional about some things. Like how? Uh, okay, Help okay. me. Right. Help okay. me, me J.I. Uh, sure. sure, no problem. One of the things is, if you live in a rural area, if you live in a rural area, it's going to be hard to be multicultural. I understand that. Okay. Okay. We're but, in Jenison. We're but in Jenison. But, but if, you live in a, if you live in a multicultural area, okay, you can, you can intentionally build relationships Okay. With other brothers and sisters in Christ, see, there's things that can be done. I work with two, two. Uh, I have two brothers uh, right now, two white brothers in Christ. Now they're brothers, yeah. but we do things together. We worship together. We we uh, we not only worship together, but now we're even starting to do projects together. So you mean I have to have more black friends, brother? You got to do a lot more. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what I like. I'm a practical. I'm a simple guy. That's good. That's a good point. Thing. Start making relationships. Start making connections. I'm not saying that's the end all be all. No, but you got to start building some things. That makes sense. And if you don't start that, then what good is it, man? Well, I had you on my podcast. That's a start, right? I guess. <laughs> Small. It's tiny. I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. But I like concrete because I would like my senior pastor would like our church to be more diverse. Well, in order to do that, he's going to have to be intentional about some things. Like how, though? Tell me. Well, for instance, let's say, let's say if you guys say, let's make some relationships here. There's a lot of suburban churches that are thriving. Yeah. But there's a lot of urban churches that are dying. They're barely making it because they may have the same size church, but the income levels are different. Yeah, extremely different. So you may say, well, why don't, if we can go and fix a church up, in Mexico, why can't we go down there and help them with their dying, with their church and their building that's crumbling? And we uh, we actually do partner with the church downtown. Yeah. Watch this. 
don't come to the city with a vision. Come talk to the people in the city with a vision. Oh, I like that. Oh, wow. I like That's that. Otherwise, you're, yeah, because otherwise you're coming. And again, I, I, I want to emphasize coming out of our ignorance as being in power, being white, being yeah, privileged, the, being and the telling, savior. And then, exactly. You're not my savior. There's already savior. <laughs> right? We don't need another <laughs> we only one. We only got one. <laughs> I haven't died for anybody. But going into them and it, the arrogance, the subtle implication of the of the arrogance of saying, listen, Mr. Mr. Black Man in the city, yeah. let me share with you. Because I have more money than your congregation does, so we must be doing something better because obviously God only blesses through wealth. So <laughs> let me share my vision on you, you poor person. And that, right? And I look at you and say, but you got no rhythm. That's poor. <laughs> That's more poor. Dude, you But you the, know what I'm you, saying, though, right? Don't you, there's, don't you think there's that yeah. implied subtle arrogance? Absolutely there is. And, 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 that, and that's just the because tip of your the iceberg. Wealth, your wealth is not your own. It belongs to God. But I earned it, Jay. No, you it's did mine. not earn it. It's given to you by God's grace. And, brother, for you to say that, I would not even touch your money because something's coming down with you and God. <laughs> we do need to stop. I've enjoyed this immensely. Sure. Um, we need to do it again because... Sure, I'd be open to do it again. I, yeah. It's I think we need to have a part two because we still getting... I think I think we still didn't get to, you know, the whole Black Lives Matter no, I know. component and, and that's we, really going on. And they're not a terrorist group. They're not. And if, anyone, and if anyone's saying... Let me just put it this way. Let me put it this way. Let me open up your next show for you. <laughs> yeah, here it comes. <laughs> here right. it comes. So here's, here's the deal. Here's the deal. Don't put the cart before the horse. Yeah. When people say all lives matter, you just put the cart before the horse. How so? Be, well, we can't talk about that now. Dang it. We got to leave them. It's a to... teaser. <laughs> there you go. I like it. <laughs> no, I, I agree. And then and my hope is if you've been listening to this podcast and you've made it through, because I know that in this area and some of my friends and some of the people I know that listen to this podcast, this has been a stretching podcast for them and, and jr i thank you so much for being on the show tonight you're welcome um because we need to talk about these things you gotta talk more you don't have to agree with everything jr says or no. everything i said but we have to at least hear each other's stories and thoughts and perspectives right. in the process right right so we've got to be able to do that and I need to hear your heart and hear where you're coming from and hear your experiences because only that is going to what's er going to erase my ignorance. Yes. And I want, yes. and we all desperately need our ignorance erased. Amen. Right? Amen. Amen to that, brother. All right. So this is an open letter. I uh, appreciate you listening. We are going to wrap it up. We're going to have JR back probably as many times as he's willing to come down here because uh, I really enjoy talking with him. Unfortunately, we're going to try to make him a little more passionate next time. He's really subdued and laid back, and we're going to try to get him out of his shell. It's dangerous to put a microphone in front of JR. <laughs> JR actually does have his own radio show. Could you tell us a little bit about that, JR, before we go? Absolutely. Sure. It's called Ignite Radio, and we're going to be on 94.1, the new magic station, starting probably in another four weeks, it looks like. And uh, we're not sure of the time, but it will be on Sunday evenings. But the, the quality that we both have, the underlying gem of both of our shows is Chad, and he'll be on your show too. Yeah, it's amazing. Chad, like, gets uh, both worlds. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> we go, Chad's our, um, our, our, our middle labor. So you, you, you guys are like friends in law, like from go. Seinfeld. There you go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but Chad told me that you're going to have me on your show. Yes, absolutely. We'll so get you on okay, the show. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna hold you to that because I'm excited about that. And then I want to be see. I always interview people. I really am interested in being interviewed. I think that'll be fun. 
So again, thank you so much for listening. This is an open letter. If you want to give us some feedback, the best way to do it is on Facebook. Go to an open letter dot 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 on Facebook, or you can email us at an open letter to you. That's the number to the letter you at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. Hope you enjoy the rest of your day, night, or whatever time you're listening to this. We'll see you.